0: It's another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast when living your dream. It's the only option. Welcome to part two of Jillian Valley. She is a podcast queen. Her podcasts are Hamilcast, True Crime Obsessed, uh, My So-Called Life, uh, Let the Women Do the Work. This, if you didn't hear the first part, go back to the last episode and tune in. Uh, she's going to tell us how she got deep into the crime world. Does crime and comedy go together? Jason, do you know the answer?
1: Absolutely, I do. The answer is keep listening. Here we go.
0: We made it to season three of the Cause I Have To podcast.
1: When living your dream is the only option.
0: We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater.
1: And I'm Jason Friday.
0: We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life.
1: We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it.
0: And we're back to part two with Julian Pensavalli. We already heard all about the success of her podcast, Hamilcast. And now we turn to True Crime Obsessed. Let's get back to it. So tell us about the path of true crime obsessed then. Like when you first started that, was that an immediate hit as well? Are you just like a a hit maker? Well, I was gonna say,
1: no, you are actually, because everything that you've talked about, you're like, well, I thought about this and I was like, hey, let's try that. And then I thought about this and I'm like, well, people might like that. And I'm like, so you are the creative genius. I wasn't okay. No. No,
2: but you know what, you know what I'm not saying enough of that it's tireless, tireless work day in and day out. Like it is to, to the point where only recently, maybe only in like the summer of 2022, did I finally like accept that my work life balance is non-existent and unhealthy and like mean and not nice to the people around me. Like it's like that where it's just completely like, nope, I got to work. Nope. I got to work. Nope, 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 nope. That's all I have to do. And that's not like a personality trait or cool or healthy. So only, ne- only recently. So it's a ton so of work. you hire
0: people, staff, finally? No. <laughs> to help you. I have have an assistant
2: named Jensen who's helped me with the Hamilcast doing like admin stuff. But I make, I edit the Hamilcast. I make, I do all that. Um, but for TCO, like, so here's the thing, like TCO is, is so different. Like the Hamilcast, I'll never have ads. I never did. I never will. It's a passion project. There's a Patreon and people, you know, come and go as the fandom comes and goes. Um, and it's a passion project and I'm, I'm lucky to do it. And it's an honor to do it. True Crime Obsessed is a business. So, and it's, a ton a ton of work to take the notes my process is much different than patrick's because of the adhd um i just need more time to to absorb it i need to watch the thing several times on my mental health that's not the best thing when there are certain cases that are yeah. really you know that's tough for me and then taking the notes but also just making it like it's like now we have like editors and we have like social media people. It's just, it's a business now. And we looked at each other like very early on and said like, you know, we have families. I had like four or five freelance gigs. Patrick had a kid. It's like, this is fun, but we, it's too much work to just like do. We have the passion project. Like we can't have another one. Like we need to really figure out how we're going to do this. And you know, the thing about ads is like, they're based on the numbers. So I can re- I was h- sort of sitting pretty not giving a shit about the Hamilcast numbers and doing it for fun and like making friends and whatever. But with TCO it's different. Yeah. It's like that's how it's all based. And then people were asking us to do a Patreon and we realized we weren't sure we did like Madonna truth or dare because we both loved it. And I went to the blonde ambition tour when I was a kid. And that was like a documentary that we could cover. Cause you know, I'm bi and he's gay. So like, obviously we're going to talk about Madonna's blonde ambition tour for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, and then we realized, right. Obviously um, I was like, is this what sexy is? Like as a kid, I was like, what? And she's like on the bed. I'm like, is that, is that what sexy is? Oh, okay. And so we realized like, the Patreon is a perfect way to do the series like the staircase for example or things that are like several episodes because that wouldn't really work on the regular feed especially if we want to like get ads and get paid and make content like that so we decided we'll do exactly exactly what we do on the regular feed only ad free on Patreon and that's where you can get your 10 episodes of Making a Murderer or whatever and we do things like that but I think we pride ourselves on like you couldn't tell if you didn't know you couldn't tell which one was like the regular feed like the free one and which is the ad free patreon because we record them in the same sitting we put the exact same effort in. like we just give a hundred percent for both of them so you're just getting exactly what we're giving you just and then we do like bone you know we do like after parties and we like chat you know depending on the tier or whatever but it started with being like you if you like this here's another way to get it And it's exactly the same, like no surprises, no explaining what it is. It's like, here's the jinx. Here's six episodes of that, like every week. Like, that's what you can join us for. And why could not you do
0: the multi episodes on your regular program?
2: Because people, I think people would get, especially when we were so new, it's like six episodes of this. Like if you want to yeah. pay for that, great. And if you don't, like no one will listen and then we wouldn't get ads and then our yeah, numbers yeah. would suck. And, interesting, you know, it was a way for us
0: to do both. So um, I'm going to ask you these questions, oh. which you can tell me whether or not, um, because this was public information. So some, oh some data says that um, <laughs> your Patreon is over almost 44,000 people who pay at least $5 a month. For true crime obsessed.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, that I did the math on that. (laughs) That's a lot of money.
2: You're making a lot of money. Well, it's a business. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, I'm not going to get into numbers, but I think a lot of people say like, oh, like me and Patrick are splitting that 50-50. Mm-mm. No, it's a business. He own doesn't he
0: own the um, Obsessed Network? Or... Right. So Patrick yeah. decided.
2: Yeah. So Patrick has the Obsessed Network, and then TCO has the its own. On it. yeah, yeah. 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 And so, like, there's TCO like LLC. But you know, there's like it takes you know, and Obsess Fest, by the way, which is the the convention that Patrick put on through the Obsess Network, where you know we were all there. Like you lose money on a convention. No one's making money putting on a convention. Like maybe if you're Comic-Con, like New York Comic-Con or something, but for the most part, like a a first year convention, you lose money. Yeah. Right. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Um, So yeah. And Patrick doesn't care. He just wants everyone to be together. So it wasn't like that. But yeah, I mean, we work our asses off. We work really hard. We don't really take any time off. Even if we have like dark weeks, which I think we're like, I think we have like two dark weeks a year. We're releasing two episodes a week. We promise at least, you know, four. Do you uh, do two a week? I didn't know that. We do two mm-hmm. a week. Well, we do like the regular feed on oh, the Patreon and the feed. Patreon, of course. And yeah. then we do like after parties on top of that. So we're we're releasing, I would say, eleven or twelve episodes a month. And then towards the end, we started doing this thing a couple of years ago where from like October to December, we do 10 bonus episodes. So you'll get like Tuesday regular feed, Thursday bonus on the regular feed. You do nothing, it just shows up. It's usually like a dateline, like Keith Morrison dateline or something. And then Friday, Patreon. So we just like, we just want to keep giving you stuff. So we work a lot. Yeah, we work a lot. You can hear it in my voice that like we record (laughs) all the time.
1: We work so much, and there's only seven days a week. So
0: like. What would you say? So maybe you have such a different thing as opposed to like our podcast. I'm just wondering what tips you would have for someone doing a podcast as far as growing your podcasts. Yeah. Tips for the regular
2: folk out there. Of course, please. I would I'm going to steal from Patrick. Patrick always says that that your listenership is, is grown one listener at a time. And what that means is like at first it's just engagement. Like, before we had a a listener start our like facebook discussion group um and then we ended up sort of taking it she was like do you want it because i don't don't really i just started this for fun and i don't want to like be a facebook mod and i'm like who does nobody does but we it was just engagement so like we're in there all the time like we post things we respond to things but before we had that like we were responding to tweets and messages and just sort of like it, telling people like tell your friends if they're into that. And Patrick did a lot of research on the like the Facebook ad algorithms or the Twitter mm. ad algorithms. Like really trying to be honest with who you are and what your demographic might be. And there are whoever like you're hosting on like I for the hamilcast I do libs in, and so it'll tell you like where people are, like where your what your demo is. Whether you you know you might be wrong on it, you might learn something. um So it's really just outreach, like do ad swaps with other podcasts that are kind of similar because no one's like really competing. It's all the same, like anyone can make a podcast. So if you're, if you're going to be like, You're going to try to bring another one down unless you're like, I don't know, redacted and redacted or just like horrible, horrible people (laughs) on the internet. But for the most part, if you're like, if you have a cool niche thing, if you're talking about like baseball cards or whatever, like just reach out, be friends. Then like, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats or whatever that is. You know, it's just sort of like find your podcast community, whether it's listeners or other podcasters, and then just like lean into that.
0: Yeah. I like it.
2: You know, just be friends. No one's like the world is wide enough for everybody. That's, that's right. true. Um, unless you're Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Unless you're Dommy. yeah, love that guy. I know, for real.
0: i <laughs> um, trying to think else. Oh, I did want to talk about your husband, Michael Paul Smith. Okay. Yeah. He's an actor, I guess, a director, writer. Is that true? Yeah, he's all these things. He's also a fellow podcaster. Oh, yeah. He oh, has, yeah, that's uh, right. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. <laughs> but
2: But tell me this. He was in Succession? What did he play? Oh, he was in succession. So, yeah, he was. Um, can okay. I give spoilers? It was in season three. Has was, that not come in... out yet? No, it did come no, out. I don't know. No, we we oh. saw that. That was oh, the yeah. last I mean, we already saw was... so we don't
0: care. Spoiler don't care alert. It anyway.
2: Okay. Uh, it's the third episode of season three when Kendall is trying to get back into Waystar and there's like some guy at the desk being like, sorry, your car doesn't work. That's Mike. And oh, then yeah. Kendall's like, really? That's interesting. That's weird. Who told you that? um and mike's like sorry like i'm just not supposed to so he like has a fight with kendall roy um like, and i amazing. know like you have to go back know, and watch yeah. It's, uh, yeah he's great and then he's in like the next time on like when the fbi is like running mike's like in the hallway like i don't know um <laughs> I but know, I, I know when like an audition comes in you're not like supposed to care but succession is like we were so obsessed with it before um and i was like i get to read for kendall even in like my home like how cool is that that I get like be a part of it in some way but no it was great and it was one of those things where it's like I know you got to get it out of your head you can't care you can't want to get the gig ever oh especially yeah. when it's succession but that was that was like a that was a fun day did he Booking have fun with the fun staff it, oh book. my god
0: how is um how's the lead guy he's got to be nuts like he's such Jeremy a great Strong. actor yeah he's got to be nuts in person like he has to be such a isn't he a method actor and yeah I mean, did he even talk to him? Probably not. Yes. Oh. The,
2: my, okay, I usually make Mike <laughs> tell the story, but I'll tell it. Um, wait, what is the... The director is amazing, and I always forget her name. Kathy Yan. Okay. So Kathy Yan directed that episode. She did Birds of Prey, and it was very, like, the whole thing is sort of, like, very tense, and the first two episodes of the season were leading up to, like, is Kendall ever going to try to get back in, right? And so um, what happens is that Kendall sort of, like, is walking into like this, this long business office, you know, this like office building hallway. And, um, they wanted Mike to improvise, which he's been doing for years. So he's excellent at it. So there was a lot of like, Jeremy Strong was very, very nice, but very serious and like very in his Kendall world. But at one point, like there would be times where if he really liked the take, he'd like walk, walk by Mike and give him a little like, yeah, a little like fist, like air fist bump. (laughs) But there was this one time where, like, I guess Kathy Yan was just doing other director things, and Jeremy Strong said to Mike, like, how about this? Like, can you maybe try, like, intercepting me earlier? Like, can you maybe be a little bit more aggressive? Like, let's just try that and see how it works. And Mike's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, like, the director is the leader of the ship, but it is Kendall Roy. It is Jeremy Strong. So it's like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, let's see how that goes. So Mike did it, starts to walk a little far ahead, and Kathy's like, what is that? Now, some people could have said, this kid's on his own. Jeremy Strong turned around, made a beeline. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I asked him to do that. That was totally my idea. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But like, he's not, he's not like not listening to you. This is just something that I, I asked when you were over there. So that's cool. And I was like, that is the coolest thing. Because I, that is uh, such an easy thing to just like, sort of leave Mike hanging out to dry there. You know? But, like, I mean, he didn't any- ask him to do it. He did ask him to do it, but he owned it at least instead of being like, oh yeah, like tough break kid, or like, oh yeah, or just like (laughs) agreeing with the director that it didn't work. Like, he just was like, oh no, no, it doesn't work. And it was also my idea. Like, this guy isn't trying to, like, Steal the spotlight or big time anybody, you know. So I thought that was a a very telling thing, and it also that happened like right after that horrible like profile on him came out, where they were trying to make him look like he was just some nutcase or whatever. Jeremy Strong, I don't know if I saw. Like Brian Cox had to like make a statement about like everyone just shut the fuck up, like he's a good guy and he's a good actor, and this was just written to make him look like Anne Hathaway had to come out and be like he's a good guy. It was weird. So I always like that story because it's very very subtle. Yeah. And like, if he right. didn't say it, would it have been the end of the world? No, but the fact right. that he did, I think, said said a lot about him. Yeah, he just seems like
0: he would be so intense. Yeah, to be around, and that it w- I he wonder. Is
1: intense. I'll just but... right. say,
2: I
0: sometimes wonder about his own mental health, like playing these characters. Totally, And that he gets so into it that he must be difficult to be around as a like your yeah. mate or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would be super tough. And I think also Mike was lucky enough Or that scene, like Kendall was kind of like cocky. And that's it was sort of like fun, Kendall, as yeah. fun as Kendall gets. So it wasn't what <laughs> it wasn't like a horrible, a horribly dark scene. So I think um, I think that must have been fun for Mike. That's I'm talking cool. a lot for him. So I apologize. <laughs> yes, but <laughs>
0: yes, well, he's not around. Uh, nice.
1: Mike, you need to verify this thing.
2: Verify, him. yeah. <laughs> we'll have actually... our fact checker call yeah. him and make sure <laughs> the story is she accurate. She said what? Uh, no, he's he's actually. I think he's listening to some stuff. We're in production for season four of Ted Michael Reeds sketches into microphones, so that uh, that's all brewing right now as well. So are you on that too? Are you are you a producer on it? I'm the executive producer yeah. of it. I used to be like the editor. I used to do everything for it, but I, I can't really anymore. So we're, yeah. uh we work with a company called Mischief Management and they're excellent. And um yeah, so they're helping us do, you know, we have like editors now and I'm sort of just like overseeing it. But Mike is in, you know, he's the director of it and he and his friend Ted wrote it. Uh, so they're just sort of like, they're starting, I don't know, the beginning is always so fun. So they're just starting like the little the mini recording sessions they had. Cause we have a yeah. ton of voice actors that we're using, like friends of ours who are voice actors and whatever. Um, and so the first couple of recording sessions were like just Ted and Michael Ted. I, n- I never call him Michael, just Ted and Mike. Um, <laughs> and now we're starting like casting and getting that in. So it's like, we're kind of off and running. So that's exciting.
0: That's cool. That is so freaking. do you have nice.
2: anything else brewing for the future?
0: I mean, you're doing a lot brewing. of things. Just thought doing I'd ask a lot ask. of
2: things. <laughs> Yeah. My so-called pod can't exist anymore because it was canceled after 15 episodes. So we can't talk about that anymore. Um, and let the women do the work. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll never say never about that. I absolutely loved making that. It was just like a bunch of like, you know, it was me and, um, Natalie and Becca and, and Jennifer. And it was just cool that it was a bunch of like queer women, like just helping tell other women's stories. And we had, You know, we'd have meetings scheduled for 30 minutes and we'd be done in 15. Just like awesome. Just fucking everyone was on it. Everyone was good at what they did. Um, I got to talk to these incredible women like... You know, Lisa lott Lubin who's a, who's a Cosby survivor, she was like, she testified against him and it was just about like telling stories, you know, women telling their stories in true crime that they sort of get lost and they sort of, you know, becomes about the Cosby thing and not this woman, Lisa, who got six laws changed in different states about the statute of limitations for rape victims or survivors. Uh-huh. So it's like women are fucking doing shit. And so it was really amazing to work with this incredible production team of women and meet these women who are just doing incredible things that people don't like maybe i mean i'm sure they know who they are sometimes they don't but it's just like giving them a platform to be like tell your entire story and that was more like a documentary style thing like i sat and spoke with them but then i just did a lot of narration and just let them tell their story story yeah yeah
0: that That was so fun thank you that was incredible i loved it absolutely I love um, that. Jason. Any other questions before we go into our last? Yeah, there's
1: segment? about a million questions, but I mean, are we. <laughs> I'll
2: give you a couple more minutes, Jason. Anything for you? <laughs> It's a well, I'm going to scoot into uh, it's that it's
0: that time in the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even better. Do you Jillian... know that it's
2: 502 where I am? So you're oh, right on
0: time. Oh, there <laughs> we go. It actually
1: is. Oh, party.
0: <laughs> Pensavalli, are you ready for your five quick questions?
2: I've been waiting for this my whole life. Let's go.
0: OK, uh, question number one. You have to get rid of one of these things. So please choose. Okay. Uh you can either never listen to Taylor Swift again. Uh never podcast again or never uh, be around dogs.
2: What?
1: Who's nice now, Jill?
2: That was like the meanest. <laughs> I just love looking at the expression. Welcome to because
1: I have to. (laughs)
2: Like, do I have to? You do. I do. Oh my god!
0: Is Taylor Swift Uh, out? Is podcast out? out? No, because I
2: have tickets to go see her in May. I'm not gonna give those up. You know what I had to do to get them? Go now. Great War of Ticketmaster. I need Eddie Vedder to get Taylor on the phone because if anyone can do it, Eddie Vedder has been screaming about Ticketmaster since like 1994. I know. Let's get Eddie I mean, on the phone. Why can't he fix everything?
1: You know what? He should be able to. He's been doing it, like you said, 30 years almost. Hello.
2: Like he was there since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love Eddie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say podcasting because it doesn't matter. Oh, wow. Because it's like not a real thing, right? This Weird. is all fake.
0: No.
1: We'll, we'll I... see
2: you tomorrow. We know about <coughs> Destiny and. Manifestation. I
0: I appreciate <laughs> I for that sure answer. Swift was going to be out because I would have tossed her out in like three seconds.
2: No, I I fought. I mean, I sat in that queue. Julia okay. I'm not giving those up.
0: Okay. <laughs> Also like
1: she said it's it's music like this is just podcast shit it doesn't matter music like obviously changes you touches you
2: right and i'll find a way around it i'll start live yeah. streaming and call it a podcast <laughs> you go on I'll something out.
1: called twitch
2: twitch yeah, like, yeah i'll do i'll right. do that i'll be like a youtuber or something i'll do something where i still run my mouth about shit I'll, I'll, all i'll right. i'll figure it out <laughs>
0: all right question number 2
1: <laughs> All right, name your absolute favorite New York food item that you can't live without.
2: Oh, uh it's a it's a tie between pizza or bagels. Like they're like Utopia Bagels in Queens. You can't get that anywhere else. I'm going with Utopia Bagels in Queens. Oh. It's very very specific. Uh what's your favorite bagel right. type? Uh everything bagel. No question. Yes. Not Perfect. toasted because when it's nice and soft, you don't need it. Yeah. Warm oh. fresh out oh, of the it's oven. Warm, yeah. mm.
0: Uh, question number three You are a crime specialist uh, What's your favorite I would say your favorite serial killer movie But I'd say your favorite serial killer documentary Of all the ones you've Like the ones that you're like if, Is there one that you're See, like See oh.
2: serial killer is different
0: it's um, Because
2: it's not like my favorite true crime documentary My favorite true crime uh, documentary is West of Memphis But it is killing three people a serial killer? I don't know the thing is yeah the books that got me into true crime which was Helter Skelter and Zodiac there are no good documentaries about them which sucks
1: yeah
0: Yeah. Um, it's something you have to do in the future
2: I know add it to your place.
1: yeah just another thing add it to your list yeah
2: <laughs> maybe I will eventually solve the Zodiac okay. and that's how I'll do it with the documentary uh, serial killer one oh fuck um, um, who told the story really well
1: well while you're figuring that out yeah, 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 a serial yeah. killer is a person who murders three or more people within a period of over a month with a cooling down time between murders so if, if they kill oh
2: so West so Memphis people works all at once I think
1: so that's different that's oh. totally different. Shit! Oh my
0: god. But West Mem- Memphis wasn't wasn't it just one person killed? Or are you talking about the three victims? It's the, the three victims, three,
2: yeah. Yeah. The, the three, three boys, boys who were. But, but, but one a... kid was killed. No, three of them were killed. Oh no, no, really? right.
1: But they weren't all, were they? Well, okay, so it's different though. It all one. three were. They were all together, yeah. And okay, it, so and then
2: redacted yeah. did it. I won't. I don't want to get sued, but no,
1: it's no, pretty right. clear
2: who did it. it yes. Um, <laughs> Oh shit I don't know Fuck It's not I'm not trying to cheat I'm not trying to like Get out of something I just can't I can't think of someone Who did like a really good job Covering a serial killer Like right. which is cre- Which is a problem I mean we should adjust yeah. That um, How about a How about a serial killer movie That was Um
0: uh, you know, Zodiac. Acted out Zodiac. Zodiac
2: is I think A flawless yeah. movie Um But Yeah it has it's issues But it's flawless At the same okay. time Uh <laughs> You know, the the, Gacy, the John Wayne Gacy thing on Peacock was pretty well done, I think. If okay. I had to choose. Um, I, yeah, I don't think they sensationalized them that much. Yeah. All right, question number four.
1: You had a podcast about my so-called life, a show from the 90s. What's something from the 90s you wish you could bring back?
2: Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Eddie Vedder's Rage <laughs> Against Ticketmaster. No, I, like, I, I truly miss, like... I really miss the, um, I just watched Empire Records again. Oh, yeah. You know, like that, like reality bites, like that, the vibe of the 90s and like the music of the 90s, I miss it. Like, I I just, the feeling of like, like I have flannel now, but it's not the same, you know, like just getting in a time machine and just emerging in like 1994. Or 1996, or something like the Delia's catalog, the bad fashion, the good fashion, but the music of the 90s. I just, I love That's great.
1: I would agree with that. So many people shit on it too. And I'm like, what?
2: The what? Is? Get Dude,
1: the 90s out are the of fucking here. Rad.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> okay, like most of my playlists are just like 90s, like alternative rock songs that either no one knows or cares about or doesn't want to hear again. But I'm like, too bad it's my playlist. So, Bass <laughs> yes. Hog is going to be on here.
0: Uh, question number five, uh, your final question, Jillian, uh, your work has obviously gone beyond podcasting. What's the one thing you hope to impact on the world with your work?
2: Um, The idea that you should just make the thing, make it if you have an idea for something, make it and don't be afraid when it starts to look like not the way you started it because if i cared about that then the hamilcast wouldn't be where it is and true crime obsessed wouldn't be where it is uh i would still be like resentful for audition emails (laughs) like it might not look like you think it's gonna look but just sort of leaning into changing for the better you know like if certain things didn't happen with the hamilcast like i don't know if lynn would have reached out or whatever um so i yeah i guess don't be afraid of change and also if you feel like I don't know if I'm not allowed to like this anymore. You're allowed. You're allowed to do whatever you want and change whatever course you want. That's you know, make the thing, and it's it's okay to change your mind about things. You don't. No one has to. You
0: know what the other thing? Trapped. That people yeah, say, right. too, is sometimes if you're thinking about doing something and you don't actually act on it, guess what? Someone else gets the idea and they do it. So, like, you could have waited a month and it, someone else could have done the Hamill cast. I, I was just right. about to say, yeah. So you got to get on it and do it while it's hot in your mind and and write. I think it's so big to do something when it's not perfect.
2: Yeah, because it's never going to be. Like, it's never, oh, I need to get the best mic or the best this or the best that. Like, just... And also, like, be curious about what makes the thing better. Don't be, like, I hate the phrase, um, like, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Fuck that. Do what you love and work every day at it. Like, it's hard work. It's really hard, depending on what it is. Or it's just, like, it's a lot. And when you're doing something, like, for yourself or it's, like, a small team, like... It's, it's, it can be hard to do and you can be like at the end of the day like at the end of your work day be like I'm exhausted I need my comfort show I need this like that's okay it doesn't mean you're not doing what you love it means that you had like a really productive day doing it yeah. that's the difference that's all that's all it is yeah all right well
0: you've well been said.
2: you've been an awesome <laughs> guest Jillian Valley. I've had so much fun you two thanks for having me I loved this
0: oh sure I just want to go over for everyone listening you can go back and listen to all her podcasts uh, there's <laughs> Hamilcast there's True Crime Obsessed. There's mm-hmm. my so-called podcast, which, by the way, there's also another podcast with that same name, uh, but it talks about something else. Very Is odd. that right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think maybe they just talk about the 90s. Oh,
2: uh, wow. And then okay, she also
0: fun. did Let the Women Do the Work. Uh, she's also part of Ted and Michael Read Sketches Into Microphones. And then what was that? Was it serial or what was the name of the um, series you did? Web series about the, oh, after- the residuals. residuals. Yeah. Residuals yeah that's yeah. so it's yeah. so
2: it's old but it's good i'm proud of that yeah we worked really hard we made two seasons like from scratch that's great that's really crazy great. Awesome. crazy well thank you i know you're
0: so so busy and we really appreciate Look. you coming to the cause i have to podcast and for living
2: your dreams thank you, you so much you. this is really like this has been so nice it's been such an honor you two are both so easy to talk to and it's been uh it's been really nice i'm around if you ever i don't know need someone in a pinch i'm happy to just hang and just okay. praise eddie we can make an eddie vetter podcast <laughs> that would be great and maybe he'll <laughs> listen to it, <laughs> <Let's do> it. <laughs> that's
0: funny all right well thanks oh. for being on
2: yeah thank you thanks for having me
0: welcome to the afterpod where we talk about our guest after they leave the room that was julian pence valley everybody Jillian. Podcast queen, even though she does does not want to be called that.
1: It's so funny watching her face. She's like, oh, wow. Oh, oh OK. Uh. <laughs> like when you're like giving her all this praise and it's like, come on, you're, <laughs> She's very you're pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, exactly. think about it,
0: guys. So I'm pretty sure we didn't even really talk about her my so-called podcast which is funny because I thought that was her first podcast she literally decided to do a podcast just talking about my so-called life Right. the show ended up getting cancelled oh it was in the 90s yeah so the show only had so many episodes so then I guess the show ended but yeah I
1: remember we were talking about the show literally lasted from August to January yeah and it was over what yeah but every uh, idea
0: she's had has just been super, super successful. Yeah. It's pretty wild.
1: She well, that's why I said she's like, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, the creative genius term, but like she kind of is though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And finding, yes. I mean, she has found such a you say niche 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 uh, niche she's found such a specific I mean it all just comes from truest passions as we always talk about I sure. mean she was just literally obsessed about Hamil- Hamilton the music yeah. hadn't even seen the show Right. and just was like oh my god I could talk about this forever and then the true crime stuff you know she's not forcing herself to watch documentaries and reading about crime she's really into it and then finding, like they say with podcasts, find your people, and it'll all work out. I love that she's still doing Hamilcast ad-free. That's pretty neat. I can't even believe she's still doing—I'm I'm, I'm not—I <laughs> didn't tell her that. I've never seen Hamilton. Um, but, but she
1: didn't either, and she still did the—she yeah, still I mean, started it. So
0: can you imagine, if you had the idea to do a a podcast about Hamilton— but yeah. you said to yourself, well, I've never even seen it. I can't do this podcast. The joke is you can do whatever you want. Yes. You don't have to have seen it. You'll see it when you can, can get to it. Yeah. But she was so into it and loved talking about it. It didn't matter that she didn't see it yet. But she exactly. could have talked herself out of it and said, oh, sure. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I haven't even seen it. How can I do a podcast on that? You know?
1: She, yeah. She's a she is a badass
0: so many lessons in that and and like she said about starting it without the right equipment without really knowing what she was doing right huh it's very very um, I knew we would have a lot to say although can we just, for fun, just talk about how she can talk for two hours without anyone saying anything? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's love why that, she's a great podcast person. She can just oh, keep yeah. going and going, but but super interesting. There are some people that go on and on and on and on, and you're kind of like, eh, can you cut it off? But no, she's just really, really great uh, to talk to. And I knew it was going to be a super interesting conversation. And yeah. And yeah, wild, wild. But it's like her truest passions, even like she was talking about the case of the Memphis Three, um, which I was really into as well. Like now she's like buddies with Damien, who was wrongly accused and spent right. how many years? 10, 20, some kind of.
1: Something that's, that, that, that was Damien like, Damien
0: wow. Eccles, how much time was he in prison? 20 years nearly 20 years on death row for a crime he said he didn't commit and later on if you followed that story he ended up pretty much um three of them had gotten accused the Memphis Three but Eddie Vedder so if you don't know the story about the Memphis Three first of all it's a great documentary to watch right but anyway he was a kid and these three guys got They had to find pretty much... It sounds like they had to find a scapegoat who killed this kid in this town. And so these three kids go to jail for nearly 20 years. Then evidence comes out that it wasn't them. But I remember watching it. There was like a fine line where the only way they could get out easily was accepting a lesser charge. So they had to kind of agree, go against themselves and agree to something you know that they kind of did it or whatever but it was it was a red tape of the justice system that if they did it they could do that and get out today or fight it and wait more years in jail you know what I mean I'm not telling the greatest truth of it. it's been years since I watched it but anyway Jillian's always been fighting for this guy Eddie Vetter became a very big uh, person who fought as well and helped you know get attention on it and all that and yeah. and clear his name i'm not sure his name has totally been cleared but it's a crazy story and um, right. that was a great story she told about him levitating in that one movie
1: all of her sto- i mean seriously all of her stories that she has even even stories of you know like it, it piqued my interest for us even you know it's like the podcast stuff like oh editing and this and that. And then I'm just like, oh, I wonder what kind of gear she's... Oh, does she use any plugins? Okay, which... Di-? And then I'm just, you know, and then I turn into... <laughs> and then there's like that side of things. Right, right. It's just, it's so... Gosh. She's so universally, like, equipped with things, which is amazing.
0: It was pretty awesome. Knowledge and based, like I said... Yeah. So, by the way, I know she didn't want to get into the numbers... But, you know, this data, who knows how outdated this data is? True Crime Obsessed has almost 44,000 Patreons who pay, at least, I'm doing the math here, (laughs) 44,000 times five. They could possibly be taking in $220,000 a month. And that's just... If these stats are even right, that's $2.6 million a year in Patreons. If they're just paying $5, you could pay like $10. Right. Um, I know she said she doesn't get it all, but that is, that's a podcast empire that they built. And then her co-host Patrick Hines started uh, the Obsessed Network. And so now he's building on that because there's all these other crime podcasts. And then they do this Obsessed Fest. It's, it's crazy, brilliant. but um, they're
1: all no. I'm serious. They're all brilliant, but yet it's so simple that, like any, like she said, anybody can do anything. Just do it. Blah blah blah. And
0: we didn't even talk about. So they're crazy Broadway fanatics. They did oh, right. a podcast live on a Broadway stage.
1: That's amazing. So I don't.
0: I we didn't even get into like how do you even get into all that? Like how does that? How does it become <laughs> that? How do you figure out how know. to sell tickets? I mean, right. it's 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 so. You know what else we didn't talk about jesus we got to get her back on so um true crime obsessed was doing well but then chrissy teigen ended up tweeting about it
1: oh my god I forgot and
0: that brought that. in a whole nother and this was before chrissy teigen right. almost got canceled yeah um that brought in like another so they had Lynn manuel Miranda on Hamilcast tweeting about it and then Chrissy Teigen who at the time was very heavy on Twitter and was like telling everybody right. this is the greatest show I've ever listened to yeah so it's it's <laughs> wild it is super wild so I am very appreciative to Jillian for taking thank the time thank you Jilly I know much appreciate very Sorry. busy
1: calling you Jilly. I don't know if you go by Jilly but Jilly
0: maybe she goes by Gilly
1: Gilly, or Gill. G I L L I N. Or just Jill.
0: Or E. Oh. <laughs> that maybe she was a Pensy.
1: She goes by G. Oh, GP. Probably. What about
0: GP in the house? GP. Uh, okay, well, that was a great wrap. Unless you have anything else to add, Mr. Friday. I no, think we j- wrap this up. Um, yeah. Believe it or <laughs> not, we are at 90 minutes of the recording session. <gasps> OMG. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. And thank you for living your wildest dreams.
1: Absolutely. Because you have to. Oh, yes. Because you have to. Always. Because you have to. Thanks for listening to the Because I Have To Podcast.
0: Find us on Instagram at Because I Have To Podcast.
1: Email us at Because I Have To Podcast at gmail.com.
0: If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them.
1: And if you dig what you hear, please Share Share the podcast podcast on on your your socials. socials
0: so we can grow this baby.
1: Okay, folks, until next time.